Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I'm joined by Sarah DeYoung, Dana Mashevsky, and Pastor DJ Lura. My name is Ryan Janke. Hi Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's good to have you here as always. I'm really good because um, you and I have been doing something and you've been better at keeping at it than me, but... Um, rather than doing like like a, a diet like Weight Watchers or something like that, yeah, I mean, that doesn't work. I I, I'll, I will every so often do do a whole thirty diet, which is great. Yeah, that mean, doesn't it, work for me. Either. But but I can't stand it because mm-hmm. um, I'm addicted to sugar, and after like day eight, I will like I, I'm ready to to eat someone's face if they have powdered sugar on their nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, why would they have it on their nose? I d- it doesn't matter. Oh, that's okay. that's the addiction These, talking. The, the, yeah, that's the withdrawals <laughs> talking, and yeah. you're visualizing <laughs> people. You just start seeing everybody as like gingerbread cookies. Yes, <laughs> the walls. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> but along with it's that, like the Walking Dead. Along with that, I've tried to do um, intermittent fasting. So, yes. So I don't eat anything until 11 a.m. Intermittent fasting is the way. Yes. And then I stop eating anything solid. Mm-hmm. Like I'll still, like I might have a soda or something like that after <gasps> seven. I know it's not good. What? I don't follow the rules like you do. <laughs> and that, and I'm paying for it. But then I don't eat anything until 7 p.m. So I'm really excited because. After 7 p.m. What did I say? Uh, I don't eat anything. You said it. I don't eat anything until 7 p.m. But no, no. Uh, don't eat anything. At, you have a window of eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then you're not supposed to like gorge yourself, but right. that's when you eat sensibly. And then, um, so it's after 11 AM as we record this It is, and you brought in the second best, uh, somebody did best donut treats in the country as far as DJ is concerned. Okay. The best place is an Amish smorgasbord in Pennsylvania. Ooh. I didn't know what it means either. It just means lots of food made with lard. Oh. <laughs> Their donut, the, the donut place, shout out to them if they're paying attention on podcasts, but if they're Amish, they might not want to admit it, uh-huh. is um, Shady Maple. Okay. You could, I, you would eat the donuts. You could feel yourself gaining weight. Uh-huh. I mean, it, 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 you could feel your teeth rotting because it was so sugary. And a close second in goodness, not good for the body, but good mm-hmm. for the soul. Because sometimes you don't want something nutritious. You want something delicious. Uh Mm -hmm. Sandy's Donuts. Shout out to Sandy's Donuts. Please watch. uh, uh, Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Send us donuts. Uh, Well, uh, okay. So (laughs) I'm going to put it. Every podcast. I'm going to plug another another business because I did not buy those because I'm cheap. Nice. But they came from Luther Family Ford here in Fargo, North Dakota. Are they chocolate chip cookies? No, they're donuts, okay. as you can these see. These donuts came Like these from. donuts. This mm. box so they, they purchased Sandy's donuts mm-hmm. and delivered and them to br- us. And brought them to us with a smile. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's where, they, that's where they came from. Luther Family Ford brought them to us, and I loved it. Um, you make a good point. Whenever I've seen people deliver Sandy's donuts, no one ever has a frown on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happy time. Mm-hmm. It is happy time. So um, I love Sandy's donuts as well. And you can get away with saying that something else is is uh, better because you're. I mean, you're you're from here originally, but yes. I mean, you're still an implant. Yeah, af- for after the, the fact, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, it's, it's, if you want to think about it in a in a in a moral way, Sandy's is better because they're not trying to kill me with sugar and lard. That's oh. true. There is a place, though. <laughs> there is a place, and I prefer to call it York Paw because that's what my lady says. The Google Maps lady. Uh, York, York, Pennsylvania has a place called Maple Donuts, and it is phenomenal. I just had to Google. When no, I, was I just in... called it Shady Maple. You know oh. that, right? Uh huh. Are you is thinking the, the same, same place? This is. It's called Maple Donuts. I'll bring it up, and it's in York. Oh, okay, yeah, York, that's, Pennsylvania, no. York Paw, that, which is Amish country. I mean, there's a lot of Amish people around. Maybe there. it's like a chain. Ooh, or maybe they took the Amish <laughs> recipe and then made it their own and made it into a store. This is it right here. Oh, yeah, that's not... That's it not is so thing. good. But <laughs> it's but ridiculous. I, if it's Amish, I will bet you the recipe is probably pretty similar. In fact, I think we should maybe go there 
Well, just <laughs> it it <laughs> right. is it's uh, delicious to the point of sin, and we should probably go there and bless the place. I <laughs> podcast road trip. There we go. We're not rabbis. We can't make food kosher. Doesn't oh. work that way. But I would love to go and take sure? that podcast on the road. <laughs> So if we're going donut destinations, then I'm going to add one to the list that I experienced when I was down in Nashville called Five Daughters Bakery. Really? They make hundred layer donuts where they like what? basically croissant Whoa. them. A hundred so like, layer? Yes, but not like how you're thinking. Okay. So they're they're pretty like thick, but they also get you by because they make mini donuts. But they basically like, you know how they make croissants where they roll it out and then put butter and then fold it in. And oh, it's like sure. that's three layers or four layers or whatever. And mm-hmm. then they do that. That's how mm-hmm. they do these. So how it's like dense are they? They're not. It's like this light, fluffy, delicious really? hundred layer donut. Oh, shady maple. Where is that at? Because I'm gonna be in Pennsylvania soon. It says Lancaster County. Oh man, I know right where that's at. That is Amish country. They've Probably got New York. They've got delicious, delicious food that way. Oh. Yes. Sh- okay, so I'll have to check with my Pennsylvania peeps and see uh what- if you're gonna be in Lancaster County, that's really close to where I lived. Oh just really? south of Reading outside of the Philadelphia it, right where Reading and Lancaster County and Philadelphia um Okay. Metro Meats is where I lived. So, so I'm thinking of Lancaster, the the town. Yeah, La- Lancaster is a is the town in Lancaster County, but you got to go far east to get where I was at. Well, it's got to be is, a huge county then. Mm-hmm. A lot of horses. Never played with corn. <laughs> so we were driving with my my girls to Lancaster, and we went to this great place called um, Dutch Wonderland. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a tourist trap. It totally is. It's an amusement park. Yes, of and. It is. And I said, when I was a kid and we would go on trips across the country from North Dakota, like if we went, went and went to California or Colorado, even dad would tell my brother and I, okay, for every horse you see, I'll give you a quarter. I did not think this were, through. Were you just like writing six digit checks oh, by man. the end of this, right? You're so like, if, okay. if, for you those who don't know, <laughs> in Lancaster County, that's the, the densest population of Amish and Mennonite communities, mm-hmm. probably in the United States. Um, the primary mode of transportation is horses. I did not think it through. By the time yeah. I was done, I think I owed Addie about $85. <laughs> That's like 400 horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Reese was slightly behind her at about 60. Really? Yeah. Wow. So um, I did not they think just it had little notebooks. That was, that was the first and last time we played the horse game as a family. <laughs> hey, by the way, am I saying Lancaster like a, like a local? Uh, yes, you are. People who get it wrong call it Lancaster. So the first Lancaster. time we were there, I called it Lancaster. They, but it's Lancaster. It's nice to see that you got out in one piece. Uh, so, well, here's the deal. They they were trying to correct me our entire first trip and and teach me how to how to pronounce it. And I finally got it right this last time when we were just there this summer because uh, I was watching TV and there was a commercial of a car dealership in Lancaster and he must have said it 10 times. So each time I'm like, okay, now I know where to put the emphasis in, on which syllable. <laughs> All right. Here's Lancaster. Yeah, here's I got Shady it up. Maple. You got it. I got it up on the map here. They on, have some of the, the neatest. Google. They have some of the neatest names, like Intercourse. They do. Yeah. And Pennsylvania. Bird in Hand. Yep. Um, Lidditz. Lidditz. Yep. Yeah. Good times. Pennsylvania is fun. It's beautiful. I love it out there. Yeah, we're going. We're going to be there as this podcast drops in one week. We will be. Wow. There. Yeah, as well, we record, it's good. just about two weeks. We'll be there. If you make it to Shady Maple, send me a send me a selfie of you and Shady Maple eating Actually, one of the. Actually, what you should do with, is just donuts. mail us all some donuts. Oh, there you go. That would be even better. Uh, I'll do that. I'll do that with with the with the glaze kind of dribbling down <laughs> my my beard a little bit. Gross. The caption will just be cool. so sorry, DJ, fresh out of donuts. <laughs> Don't know what happened. Here's the school where my my uh, the town TSA was- took them on the way back. <laughs> The town where my girls went to school was not in the town we lived in. It was uh, just south of it. It was one big school district. It was called Honeybrook. Honeybrook. They went to Honeybrook Elementary. Hmm. That almost that sounds, just like, sounds a like a movie like town. Too, yeah, like too yeah. perfect. Like. <laughs> well, yeah. I, in, in our town, I, there was another. Uh, it's called it, Twin Valley. They have the that. In, the they district. have that in Minnesota. That's <laughs> that's old news. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's Don't they? true. Maybe they ran they out of names. I don't know. <laughs> you know what else they ran out of? What's that? 
they ran out of tree seeds on the way <laughs> from from the East Coast here to North Dakota because yeah, Johnny used, Appleseed didn't make it too yeah. far. No, did he? he didn't. No, because he used them all in the. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Are you, are you bitter about it, Ryan? Or man, they they have trees. I love it. Do you ever what? sometimes go places and like get overwhelmed by the amount of hills that there are? There are a ton of hills. They have landscape. Well, Pastor Cross likes to make that joke. There's places where if you take a step forward, your foot will go up or down. <laughs> one time I went to just Kansas City one time. Yeah. And just driving down there, it was like, it was like I'd never seen a hill before. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, wow, this is crazy. Yep. That's true. It happens. So. What are we talking Hills about happen. today? <laughs> Geography. One day they're there, next day. Maybe not. Okay. So, well, yeah. and if you're worried about trees, the reason we, we don't have trees here is because we have Paul Bunyan. Mm-hmm. Chop yeah. them all down. Well, yeah. he's Yeah, he stomped gonna, all sorts of sloughs in babe, Minnesota. Huh? Blame Babe the Blue Ox. When I'm in Blaine. Um, isn't that where they're at? Is uh, Bemidji. Bemidji. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we stopped at the uh, Paul Bunyan Museum when we came back from the middle school mission trip. How was oh, really? that? It smelled old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. There was some neat stuff in there. But were, were, were the middle schoolers captivated by all some the of them were actually were one of them came running back. I said, what's going on? He said, I need to get my money. Why? What? What do you need? Well, they have a little, they have a little donate box. You know, you don't have to pay admission to get in, but if you could spare some change, the museum, the Minnesotan could, thing. Yeah. good kids. Yep. So he keeping won. the dream alive. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. It was good. Good times. <laughs> I sent you a picture of of Reese. Yes, you did. In, now that in, in I, front I do of the, recall the microphone. I do recall. Yep. So that's where we were. Good. It was fun. So okay, so I think we've uh, spun so around. Glad that I are you time out of my day? <laughs> Deep theological conversation yeah. happening. Yeah. Yep. We got the the gang together, and and Dana was helping us set up, and we we're like, "Hey, why don't you join?" She goes, "What are you guys talking about?" I don't know. Huh? We'll you fi- never we'll do. I out. always ask, and I never get an answer. I don't know why. I keep people asking. have asked. People have asked that. How do you guys come up with with your topics? Do you ever feel bad when you don't have like a good answer? For I that? try to. I try to make something sound good. Well, you know, I mean, we, we do. We, a lot of work goes into this. Yeah, and we, we have meetings and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. hours and yeah. yeah. There's a whole like script a lot of prayer. It all yeah, happens. You know how like SNL sets up their show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it all happens that within kind of 47 feel? seconds after we walk through the door. <laughs> what are we talking about? You sit yep. down. You open the laptop, and then it comes to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. The so, biggest prep time spent was trying to find a cord that would plug the <laughs> camera that's, into the. That's true. Yep. Yeah, that was my bad. Oh well. Well, no one wants to know how the sausage is made. Yeah, so. I got actually. I got sidelined. I was I was looking through some Christian news, trying to figure out what uh, what we could talk about, and I found out that Chris Tomlin and Hillsong United are on tour at the beginning of 2022. So I was checking out where they're going to be. They'll be in Minneapolis and Chicago Walk and on. places all around. So who knows? Maybe it'd be a cool, a cool little trip. I want to hear more music from. So we went. Uh, Busta uh, Rhymes. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not Busta Rhymes. Oh, okay. You mentioned Hillsong, and uh, Ryan and I took um, with, with uh, other adults and and Pastor Mark and and Pastor Becky um, on a on a retreat. Um, a Holy Spirit retreat. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And in one of the talks, um, one of the singers from Hillsong, I think it was Youth, yes, spoke. Mm-hmm. I would love, to, I, and she's a professional singer. I would love to hear more of her music. I'd never. Yeah, heard it was really before. good. Yep. Yeah, that was fantastic. That whole retreat was really cool. Inspiration Point is a beautiful place. Yes, it is. Inspiration Point. It's in near Vining, Minnesota. For those who are looking at their Google Maps since we had them out. Fergus Falls, if you don't know, Vining, Minnesota. <laughs> Just in case. Fergus Falls is in Minnesota, for those of you who yep. don't know Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. is in the United States, <laughs> in the it's Midwest. right next to <laughs> southern Canada. And, and Vining... Not quite true north. Yeah. Vining also has the, the, the weird statues that you see when you drive through. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Really? 
Is well, it like Enchanted Highway? But that's in North Dakota. Mm, so if you look up Vining, Minnesota, then you'll find Vining. Hold on, I got to go to the Google machine first. Okay. Finding Minnesota sculptures comes up right mm-hmm. after weather. Yep. Yeah, it's neat. Got some cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Elephants and spoons and pliers and. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. Hmm. Cool little area, and it was beautiful. the The weather was great. the The foliage was beautiful. We took a lot of pictures. Heard a lot about the Holy Spirit, and um, some of the some of the youths. Um, really had uh, some powerful things happen to them during that time. I, I, I think not just some of the use, but some of the, the hosts as well. Mm-hmm. It was uh, very impactful and something that if um, if you're in the 6th to ninth grade range mm-hmm. here at Atonement, uh, we do it annually. And, um, you know, I just hope we keep getting more and more coming because I think – as great as, as it was for those who were who were there, I, I kind of feel bad for those who missed out yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, so, you know, parents make it a priority because it's going to return threefold, fivefold, and tenfold um, to the faith of your, of your youth. Well, anytime so. I feel like that you can get away from kind of your daily routine and environment yeah. to really just focus. Yeah. What a powerful difference that makes. Uh, we liked it so much that Pastor Becky and I are like, we're going to do this for Alpha too. This nice. is going to be our, our go-to place going forward, which was something that we've been kind of struggling with as to on Alpha, you have a Holy Spirit weekend that happens um, and couldn't really think of a good place, but we found it. That's yeah. inspiration point. Yeah. Yep. It is great. So can I blindside you with one? The blindside? Yeah. Yes. I got a I got a <laughs> string of text messages <laughs> from one of our favorite people in the world. Oh, nice, Derek W. Derek W. sent me D W. D W. You know the one. You know the one. Yep. Are we sure we know the one? It, oh yeah, Duck Dynasty D W. He knows. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He so we had we had our uh, spooktacular. Did we already talk about this in in the previous episode? I don't think so. We had spooktacular, and that was great. But yeah, he was uh, all dressed up like one of the one of the Robertson brothers. That was really cool. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite things about spooktaculars. Like kids get pretty into it, but the adults that volunteer <laughs> take it up the notch <laughs> and yes, really make it what it is. Yes, they do. I was a little disappointed. Pastor Mark didn't didn't break out his usual uh, extravaganza of costumes, but during suit up, he's been wearing quite a few costumes. So I think he has been. He's yep. costumed out. I I had a Buddy the Elf suit. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and that went over well. That that went very. And it wasn't. I mean, you know, Mark Mark got that for some other stuff that we did for the suit up series. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, <laughs> but I felt bad for one of the groups. They, I came out and I didn't have my hat <laughs> and they were like, you don't have your hat. Oh, that's right. I'll go back to my office and get it. And they had some elf hats there. Mm-hmm. No, no, wear this one. Wear this one. You can wear this one. I was like, I can go get mine. No, no, no. Wear this one. Just make sure you give it back. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I put the hat on and when you get, I don't know how many hundred people were in the ark at one time. On, on, on Wednesday. There was a lot of people there. Yeah, it was packed. And it got it warm. Fun. Yep. Especially if you had a suit on. <laughs> so that when that poor girl came back and said, can I have this hat? I said, I don't know if you'll want it, but you can have it. Gross. <laughs> maybe, maybe wash it. Just bring it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was warm in there. We'll just put it that way. Oh, too good. So if you're looking at uh, Christmas shopping for Ryan, just add a sweatband <laughs> to the list for next spectacular. Well, yeah, I'm generally running around in, so in shorts no anyway. hats for the next yeah. costumes. I can see you in the bouncy houses, but did you get strapped onto the uh, the climbing wall too? Uh, no, I didn't go up the climbing oh, wall. Oh, wow. Nope, nope, nope. For folks who've never seen um, Spooktacular here, it was raining really bad, so we couldn't have trunk or treat outside. We had table and treats basically right and yep. so they could come to the tables but events at atonement are so fun for kids um the bouncy house the bouncy house um 
obstacle course, mm-hmm. basically. My daughter came over. She's like, look, I got I got burns all over my arms. I said, welcome to the club, honey. I got them right here, too. Yeah. too. She's like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to have it for years. You've heard of growing pains. These are growing wounds. Yes. But then we have, but then we have this new climbing wall and that was a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's really cool. And then there was miniature golf set up over here. Mini, not just miniature golf. Glow in the the dark. dark. (laughs) Mini golf. And we had uh, Thad. Thad was back doing his magic show. A a comedian magician. Yep. Mm -hmm. They had a balloon room. Up, yeah, up, 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 I feel yeah. ba- I feel bad for those who don't know about Spooktacular here. It's, it's every year. It's every year. So put it on the. It's rain it, or shine. Yep. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. We had to move it inside. But yeah. Okay. So let's get to Derek W's question, okay. and this goes into. Ding. Do we have a song for DJ's House of Theological Nitwittery? I think we do. <laughs> So this is, uh, uh, Derek uh, was trying to gather his thoughts in a string of text messages, but I think I've boiled down his question. And we, and we, we could all answer. You, you cracked the code? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and we, could all, uh, we could all chime in yeah, on this. Yeah, let's all give an answer. Because we've all been to, I, I believe, uh, multiple you know, different churches. But basically, Derek would like to know if... if he said Pastor DJ, but we can all chime in. Sure. If you were going to line up your uh, favorite sort of uh, church service, what would it look like? Would it have hymns Ooh. in it? Would it, would it be? So, this, so that, that is boiling down everything that he texted me. Uh, but then the, the one text was, uh, he's he's had several parishes, so how would he do things? Lots of songs, liturgical sweaters all around, smoke machines and pyro, the stadium, a little chapel. It, he he's a he's a rocker. I oh mean, yeah, he's, he got, he's got band history. Oh yeah, traveling yep, and doing does. gigs. So mm-hmm. I mean, he would he would know how to put on a show mm-hmm. for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> liturgical sweaters all around. You get yep. a sweater. You get a sweater. Yeah, right. Everybody gets Check underneath your chair. So, so, chair. so for those who don't know, um, here we have two different styles of worship. We yep. have a modern and we have a traditional or traditions, we call it. We call it traditions because it's not very traditional. It's yeah. actually kind of a blended uh, traditional and contemporary service depending on... It, it all depends on where in the spectrum you are because worship preference is really a a form of language and um, for folks who are not raised in Lutheran liturgy if you go into a church where where what they practice is what's known officially as the divine liturgy or the divine service Mm -hmm. it can seem intimidating and and confusing you know why are they standing why are they sitting why do they say this why when the the pastor says the lord be with you they all respond and with your spirit or and also with you or Mm -hmm. there's these certain things that are that are are built in and intimidating and intimidating for people who don't know right and so but it's a language and when you learn that language then it becomes meaningful Mm mm-hmm um, a, a modern serve, our modern service here is more, is the reason we use the term modern is that it's, it's beyond what would be contemporary. Contemporary has a very 1980s, 1990s feel of trying to have worship that's primarily, uh, music influenced by rock and roll or jazz or something other than hymns, mm-hmm. more, more, um, contemporary songwriting in, in the 20th century. Modern service goes a step further, and I think it has a, a, a touch of the sacred in it. Mm-hmm. That's um, uh, it's it, it's contemporary music, but the songs are written in such a way to have that hymn worship feel to them. That uh, if you think about um, contemporary Christian songs in the eighties and nineties, were more about um, they had more of a radio broadcast intention to them rather than to be used in worship. There's, there's something different going on in worship. Um, and so our modern service, I think, does a good job of, of bringing all of that together. For folks who, who may think that, <clears throat> that the modern worship is not liturgical, you would be incorrect in assuming so because liturgy really is just 
the pattern of worship that you've become accustomed to. And in our modern service, we do have a pattern of worship as well. There are, there are pieces in it. We have time of, of praise at the beginning with um, uh, modern worship songs using modern instrumentation like drums and guitar and um, percussion, um, uh, bass guitar, multiple singers in a, a, a bit of a stage setting. And yet the sacred comes in because of what is being um, sung as well as the prayer that comes into it. Um, and then a late, later on in the service, you have scripture reading, you have the preaching of the, of the gospel um, with, with the message. We have the Lord's Supper, which is a very liturgical thing that if you're, if you're not Lutheran and you come to worship, you may have no idea what the Lord's Supper is, uh, especially if you've never been connected with Christians in any way. We have, we have intercessory prayer, uh, and we have we have more singing and music, and it really does come down sometimes to preference. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who uh, um, I had to learn myself, and when you learn learn things yourself, because I went to seminary, and at seminary at the time that I was there, I learned Lutheran liturgy of the time, but even that's changed. Um, Lutheran liturgy uh, at one point was in what we called the Black Book, then it was in the Blue Book, then it was in the Red Book. Mm. And that's around 1940, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the Red Book was was there to stay up until about the 1970s, and then you had the Green Book, which is kind of the standard one that's used in a lot of Lutheran churches. And the liturgy changed quite a bit from the earlier books, the Red Book, to the Green Book. Um, that has to do with things in, in the different churches, like, like uh, Vatican II and the Roman Catholic Church. And a, a shift in, in Lutheran traditions from what's called the divine service or the common service of 1889, I think, um, in the United States in English, <clears throat> to a ecumenical service of worship that the thinking was when the Green Hymnal came out is that, well, Lutherans are always going to worship at the Lutheran church. Episcopalians are always going to worship at the Episcopalian church. The Presbyterians of the Presbyterian Church and the Catholics of the Catholic Church, but at least we can all worship the same. Mm-hmm. So in all those faith denominations, mm-hmm. they basically came up with a very similar style of worship that was based on the worship records that we have at the birth of Christendom around 325 AD. The thing about it, though, is that when that hymnal was brought about, there was a major culture change that took place um, in about the beginning of 19, 1991, 1992, where we shifted as a culture from a modern society to a postmodern society. Another way to say that is from a Christian-centric society, specifically Christendom society, going back to the old days of 325 AD, to a post-Christian society. And so the language of the hymnal was no longer a the the worship language of of the vast majority of people in the United States. The growth edge is really toward that more modern language. What do you do with the modern language? You bring in Jesus, and this is not a a, a new concept. It's exactly what Martin Luther did when he moved from the understanding of the Catholic Mass to what Lutherans call the divine service. He changed the direction of worship because up until that point, worship was about going and venerating God and the priest would have his back turned from the people and would be engaging in, in um, liturgical ritual on behalf of the people to God. Martin Luther spun that around and said, no, no, what's happening is we come with nothing but a repentant heart and God is the one doing the service. That's why it's called the divine service. God is serving us. And he does that through the announcement that it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the handing over of the sacraments. It's the announcement that your sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of worship, to engage people in then responding with prayer, praise, and thanksgiving to God. But it's not about what we do. And so he spun the direction of it, and he did something else really uh, radical. He took the, um, the liturgy and 
put the language of the liturgy in the language of the people so they could actually understand what was going on rather than being in Latin, which was the Catholic Mass. And then they took the best tunes they could find, whether it was popular contemporary tunes of that time or some of the oldies book goodies, and they took the most common instruments. Um, Strangely enough, one of them was not the organ. The organ was not in use at that time. They used the the old school guitar, which what, could be called a sitar, but a, a lyre. What about a um, dulcimer? A little or, bit of that or, too. Or Why j- not jingling Johnny? Yeah, I'm sure all of that came in in some way. Spoons, whatever could be done. Uh, a lot of lot of uh, brass instruments, a lot of string instruments. Um, the, interestingly enough, when the organ came in, it was thought to be an instrument that would um, rot mankind because <laughs> of its, it was too loud. Oh, how the really? turntables have turned. The kids, kids listening to that organ music because it's it's going <laughs> to... That newfangled I, yeah. well, organ music. Uh, depending how many pipes they had. Too big, too loud, too complex, too many tunes coming out of that thing all at the same time. So at one time, <laughs> organ music was considered like rock and roll. It was Man, heavy metal. These people must have been from <laughs> just Footloose. Like, I just picture like medieval kids just yep. like outside. Yeah. Where the organ is and just. Well, think about this. In the Bible, nowhere does God command the use of organ music for worship, but he does command drums, stringed instruments, brass instruments, your voice, your entire body. A turntable? <laughs> it's neither commanded nor forbidden. Uh, the, same, <laughs> the same thing with the organ. It is neither commanded nor forbidden. It, the organ is this am- amazing, miraculous instrument that could bring in so much sound mm-hmm. from all these different instruments on one, on one um, what would you call it? One instrument, I guess. Mm-hmm. So something to keep, keep in mind for folks who are like, well, I like it the traditional way. Well, the traditional way is actually drums and guitar mm-hmm. over and against the organ. Okay, so now how would you do it? See, I'm I'm going to I'm going to answer last. I'll let you oh. guys go first. Okay. Kick us off, Ryan. I okay. So, I don't I I've had the longest to think about this. So, we did some cool stuff. I grew I grew up uh, going to a church in Wishick, North Dakota, and that was that traditional like the pastors would wear all the the fancy named things. The poncho and the... Yeah. Well, it never rained inside. And the, yeah. You mean they put on the alb, the cincture, the clerical, the... Yeah. Um, you have the square knot on the rope thing. Yes. Sideways. All <laughs> that. Hang loose. And then you put what's called a chasuble on top of that when it's communion time. That's the part. That's the poncho. Green and green it's and white. liturgical. Okay. Yeah. So they did all that. And then, um, I don't know, I, I haven't... I haven't gone to a service there in a long time, but for communion, you'd go up and you'd kneel down and, and the, oh, yeah. the pastor would come by and do all that. I don't know if I'd like that so much. Um, that's one way that I've done communion. You know, we do it here where we, we go around and grab the, the cups and the, and the, and the bread. Um, stations is what it's, is what sta- it's called. Stations. Yep. And then we've done it the old way, you know, in tinction and chips and dip. And, yep. Let chips and dip. call it. In in San Francisco, they did it a cool way. I don't know Common if I've cup? talked. I, no, no. I I don't know if I've talked about this before, but they would get to the part, get to communion, and they do the words of institution, do all that sort of thing, and then they would say, kind of like we have here at Atonement, where where we have the the um, you know come up and and grab, come and receive. Yep, come and receive. Uh, the stations. Yep. They had a station set up in the front by the stage and they would do the words of institution. And then they said, as you feel so moved, come up and, and grab the elements and then you can bring them back with you to your seat. And when you're ready, then you can, then you can partake. Mm. I thought that was kind of neat, Yeah, but I didn't know what to do with the cup after I was done. You got to hold on to it. Look, looking around that, like, like I'm at the Fargo dome. Going, do I just put it under my seat? Or, um, I, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. I don't know if I would do it that way or not, but I thought that was kind of cool. That was meaningful for you in the, in the experience. Yeah. Um, I do like the, the traditional hymns. Mm-hmm. 
um, maybe more than the modern music. Mm -hmm. So I might do that. Um, just, I like that feel better. I don't know why. There is something about the hymns. They're, they're designed with four part harmony in mind. They have a certain, uh, rhythm and, and tune that can be very catchy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the thing about the hymns is that they are, uh, time tested and mother approved. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they've been around, a uh, hymn mm -hmm. to really gain traction has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. yeah. and are, they coming the out with, are they coming out with new hymns? Like, are there new, yeah, new ones always being written? There are new hymns being written. Um, it depends on your tradition. I, mm -hmm. Like, folks may not know, In Christ Alone is a hymn. It's it's not a it's not a worship song. That's uh, Tabitha's favorite. It's and it's a fairly it's a fairly new one. Mm -hmm. um, On Eagle's Wings was written in the in the late twentieth century, mm -hmm. um, in like the nineteen nineties. If you know that one, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so, hymns are still be, but hymns take are are more difficult to find traction. Yeah, because if you think about when hymns became popular, it was when they were popular music. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, mm -hmm. if you think about this stuff, it's not like this hymn came down from heaven and, you know, Jesus mm -hmm. sang it. Hymns usually were written in a culture at a time when they were the popular music of the time. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think about that, then what is a modern worship song? Well, it's a yeah. hymn. Mm -hmm. But hymns usually have certain pieces to them. Um, yeah. Many of the modern worship songs, my wife laughs at this because it doesn't bother me one bit. I actually really enjoy modern worship songs that repeat maybe one or two lines, but they're jokingly called 7-Eleven songs where you're saying like the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I, it sticks in my head. It gets caught. Well, so, so I do like our traditions service. Um, yeah. I, I do like that um, probably better than modern service. But the rest of my family likes the modern service, so we go there. If I would change one thing at our tradition service to, to make it, you know, to, to go with Derek's question, mm -hmm. I liked the, I don't, I don't know all the lingo, right? This is the feast of victory. Yeah, for, that's, yeah that's, I love doing that. Yeah. And we don't, we don't do that? That's, um, it, that's traditionally called the Gloria in Excelsis. Okay. Um, and it, it, uh, it's tied with what's called the Curie Eliaison. These are all Latin terms that sound I thought fancy. they were 80s songs. Well, that one is. Mr. <laughs> Misty, Mr. Mister made uh, that one famous. Um, uh, the Gloria in Excelsis that you're talking about, this is the feast, mm -hmm. um, is only used on communion days. Right. Because there's another one called Gloria in Excelsis Deo. It, it's just like the the Christian the Christmas song, mm -hmm. Christmas Carol. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Yeah. That's the use of it in the divine service. But yeah, all of those sort of things. I I dig that. Yeah. I'd probably add that. Yeah. So. Very good. Um anything I I would not I would not like to see all the all the garb though. Uh, I I I I I, <laughs> the I don't finest know. fashion in 1599. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd leave that out. Um Hey, this is my service here now. Quit laughing. Just, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yep. I don't like the kneeling down for communion during communion. I think um, I like the going up and having the having the bread. Like I wouldn't want to do the common cup. That's kind of gross. That grosses me out <laughs> yeah. too. Um, I'm just being honest now. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they wipe it and they spin it. They do. I, it well, that's matter. true. There's you only can, so much wipage and spinning. There, there's only yeah, so much you can spin. Still, there, at yeah. the end of the day, there's only so many sides of that cup. Yeah, that's. <laughs> if it's wine and not grape juice, it has alcohol in it, so it is well, kind of. I don't self. think it's high enough to yeah, clean I it. Say, I don't think it. I, I yeah I think I think it's works fast enough. Yeah, to it's it's. it's you're thinking it, we need like some Mad Dog 2020 or some some yeah, stuff that's really high know. alcohol volume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's probably fine. It's just the thought of it now. Yeah, especially yeah. now. Yeah, like, especially yeah, now, now it's like, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, especially now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, you know our tradition service uh, um, plus the the uh, the the stuff I talked about there. Yeah, that's that. I, that would that would that would go for me. That, that works for you. Yeah. Very good. How about you, Sarah? Well, so I grew up in a very divine ritual, 
old school church that brought in what I would call very like 2000s contemporary. They, you know, we were in the big, beautiful sanctuary and they brought in a guitar and a keyboard and it was all the old folks shaking their fist. How dare they for this 11 a.m. service that people just want to sleep in and go to. But um, I am opposite of Ryan. We grew up always going up kneeling for communion. And that's like the one piece that I always associate, Mm -hmm. like, feels like real communion. Like you're taking the time thinking about it. So that piece I do miss. So I've, yeah. if I could do anything, I would bring that back. But I am a modern service. Like I like the more upbeat music, not a big hymns person, <laughs> but. I'm all curious at your home church. So you had the worship wars mm-hmm. between a, a divine liturgy, probably with the green hymnal. Yep. Yep. Um, this is the feast. This mm-hmm. is the feast. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a, a contemporary piece was brought yeah. in, probably still with a liturgy. You yep. probably so still we had... still followed liturgy throughout it, but instead of doing hymns with it, it was 2000s worship songs. Yeah. So lots of Chris Tomlin and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, one piece that I, this isn't very Christian or nice to me that I would bring back is growing up, we had to do like sixth grade, you... I don't remember. I don't think sixth grade acolyte? you had to do anything. Seventh grade you had to act like. Oh yeah. Put on the robes. So you put on the robes. You worst. sat next to the pastor yeah. the entire service, and like you did all like either three services. So it's like, well, you could get the eleven a.m. service and be a okay as a little seventh grader, or you could be up at eight o'clock yeah. and have to yeah. be there by seven thirty for the service. Yeah. That just is a character builder that I think. Did you wear back. robes? See, oh, yeah. I'm going back into my bylaws and making sure I put in there that that doesn't happen at mine. <laughs> Do you know what, though? But then eighth grade, you got to usher, and yeah. then it was more freedom. Mm-hmm. Acoly- when you first start acolyting, it's like sixth grade. They yeah. love it because fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you have to have the talk of like, no, the wick doesn't go that far out. Like, put it back down because you have, of course, the fancy little... Yeah. Oh, the lighter thing. And, and there's 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 ritual that can get tight. There's a, there's a point where ritual gets too oh. ritualistic like mm-hmm. you need the light inside to outside yes. outside to inside i used to lock up solid because oh. i couldn't remember is it up or is it down <laughs> i don't remember so we would always have two acolytes <laughs> and you would ha- try and get seventh graders to be in sync without having to be like yeah okay oh. we're stepping light back and or you when you go up and on the floor where everyone sits that area is called um the nave mm-hmm. right and this is even in our, our worship space here, our traditional worship space. And then usually for the acolyte, they go up a couple steps and they're in this place called the chancel. And that's where you have the pulpit, the lectern, and the altar or the Lord's table. And usually behind the Lord's table, there's candelabras. There's like five mm-hmm. or six of them. And if you were a short guy like me in sixth grade, it was like on tippy toes. <laughs> Don't <laughs> drop the fire. Don't drop the fire. Quick, <laughs> and knowing everyone's watching you yeah. and it's like, uh, yeah. Um, Is there a liturgical stool I could use? Right. <laughs> right. But sometimes even going up to the chancel, you have to bow. Mm-hmm. Or coming up, then you yep. bow again. So. And then when you leave, you bow. There's a lot of bowing mm-hmm. going yeah. on, if I recall. Yeah. yeah. But so I'd like the modern. I would probably just do a modern <laughs> service. Um, you know, in... in with in, with coming to the table? Coming yeah. Coming to the like rail Coming up to, nail, to kneel for communion and mm-hmm. then back to modern. Okay. Right on. So, um, you know... The modern services get knocked a lot for the music, mm-hmm. but they are, in my opinion, much more biblical mm-hmm. than the hymns. You can find psalms in many of them. The hymns, the the popular ones, are much more theological mm-hmm. in what they're saying about God being right doctrine. Doctrine meaning teaching. Mm-hmm. And that's important, too. It's the language that we use to talk about God. What modern hymns... Uh, modern songs, worship songs aim to do is to get you wrapped up in the word of God itself. And so there's this experience that happens. Mm -hmm. What I found um, during the worship wars of the eighties and the nineties, I think it was a real detriment to the modern Christian worship movement that many of those songs were about self discovery and celebration. Uh, Um, it was about the individual mm-hmm. and their experience of God. More modern uh, worship hymns are really about proclaiming what God is doing. And that's that's the big change. That's, that's the thing you should always measure, even with old hymns. Is the hymn talking about you? 
or is it talking about God? And there's, there's ways that you can do that. I mean, you can, you can have an experiential voice in a song as you're praising God, but it, it's usually glorifying God and what God is doing. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there was a song um, that we would sing in the 90s. What was it? Come Now is the Time to Worship, I think. Come Now is the Time to Worship. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one. Or there's one where like I want to wor- I want to worship or I want to do something like that and it's 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 a night nice, it, it was popular but it wasn't really praising God so much as it was talking about the experience of worship and that's that's where I think the the modern worship music has movement has greatly um, improved by getting back to the sacred piece of we're praising God and praising, giving God glory for what God has done. And we're, we're speaking of the things that, you know, like death was arrested. Mm -hmm. It has, it's, it ties that old hymn theological emphasis with the modern praise. And so there's very much a, an experience of, of like a heart experience of God's presence in modern worship. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think there's more of a sacred experience in um, a traditional service with the liturgy. Does yeah. that speak to you guys at all? Like your experience? What I just said? Yes, no? I feel like thinking back now, like all the songs I remember from like growing up, like mm-hmm. thinking through some of the lyrics, I was like, oh yeah, I can see that. Like it's definitely more about a whole rather than the individual now mm-hmm. for yeah. worship music that I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it There's a lot packed in there. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Dana, your turn. Hmm. I don't know. Well, okay. What would your worship service, what would Dana's preferences would look like? most definitely be um, more modern. Mm-hmm. But when I think back to like, because I went to a lot of different churches in my lifetime just because we moved so much. And they were all very different. But there are two specifically that stick out to me, which would be the one that we went to when we lived here. And that would be definitely your more traditional. Mm-hmm. And then also the one where I was confirmed. And that's probably because I also remember being completely traumatized by having to act late and being like, I know, please don't make me stand up in front of all these people. Right. And those, they were more traditional. And I don't know why those stick out to me versus the ones that were more modern. Cause I think I liked the more modern ones mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But like every time I think of them, I am like Christmas. Like those mm-hmm, are when those are like mm-hmm. really nice. Yes. Like I like the traditional for mm-hmm. Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Christmas Any, and like uh, Lent. Yeah. That's right. Like I'm the at. holidays, <laughs> traditional. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other time I want the modern one just because I don't know. It's just less it feels less structured and it feels less like I have to follow like some sort of like standard rule and this right. is or then it could be more about like how I'm feeling. Yeah. And how I taking the word and all that. So that's why I like the modern. And I also, if I can pick, it's going to be streams so I can stay in bed. If I get to pick mm-hmm. and I get to have my own, I'm I'm not getting it. I was the worst kid to wake up in the morning. Like I also like these traditional ones were always in early in the morning. And I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I slept through most of them too because I just <laughs> didn't wake up. So if I can just like still be home in bed watching, yeah. fantastic. Yep. Love it. There was something kind of special about early on with online in the midst of COVID of sitting on the couch with your family mm-hmm. and it's just your family um, or just your, just your close friends and singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the trend, for, not the trend. I want this to become a thing because with online worship, I really like getting to sit at home be comfortable in my own space. And then I always cook like a big breakfast. Mm-hmm. So yes. I could just sit and eat mm. like waffles or like yes. yep. breakfast and worship. So one day I'm just going to start bringing. That is, <laughs> that is almost a <laughs> fundamental practice of the early church. When they would come together to worship, they would come together for a meal. And the meal wasn't the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper was one part mm-hmm. of a meal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And everyone ate their fill in in communion and fellowship. Yeah, yeah. But I literally like that. I sit and I'm like on my couch and I have cereal mm-hmm. and I just wrap my dog next to me uh, and I'm like, yeah, we're, yeah, uh, beautiful. So I haven't done the online worship much at all because I'm usually here. Mm-hmm. But I the the what two or three times I have done it, 
I have to be really intentional. Like I got to set my phone down so I'm not like checking my fantasy football lineup <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many distractions at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. But the, the, like the house church feel of it would be really cool. I think mm-hmm. like having, you know, three or four families or something all get mm-hmm. together and watch it at somebody's place. And, and we do have that here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got folks all over the country that come together to worship um, with atonement online mm-hmm. in house church settings. And that's a really neat thing. I mean, yep. um, anyway, so I guess it comes to me, right? Is she done? Are you done? Do you well, have more? I just thought of like you saying, you know, you have to be very intentional when you're at home doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like, like you, I'm always working when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so I also don't always hear everything that's going true. on because I'm, too busy like the camera in focus and mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah. And i'm running around yeah. both places so it's like when i'm at home i'm doing it for a reason and i'm choosing to mm-hmm. versus like i'm working yeah mm-hmm. yep. so that's also why i like it like it's because i get to because otherwise if i come here i always feel like i should at least bring the camera with me yeah <laughs> right even if i'm not here mm-hmm. because i'm you know there's something going on and i need to photograph i still like bringing the camera <laughs> right yeah. you, ha- you have more than your worship hat on you have yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. communications director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is hard when you work at the church to, to, you know, I think even when you go to other churches too, like you still kind of have that like church worker oh, hat yeah. in the back pocket to be like, what look at what they're look doing. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> See Ryan, what you just need to do is, is uh, the next time you have a vacation and uh-huh. you're worshiping from home, mm-hmm. You just need to walk, get up and walk to the next room every 30 seconds, just like it is here. <laughs> just check on just get up, go over there, come back, sit down, <laughs> hop back up, go to the next room, come sit down. You'll be like, man, I'd, it was just like being at church. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, All Derek, right. join us next time for DJ's answer. Yeah, oh. There we go. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Derek, I won't do that to you. We got time. Oh, we do. Okay. Do we have time? Yep. All right. Well, I have a nice long answer. So um, I actually love both, uh, it, it, but not just the two. I think there's certain things that I look for in worship, but I speak both languages. So I I will say at atonement, uh, our traditions service is called that because it's not a traditional service. Mm-hmm. It's a blend of both, and it's... It has liturgy, but the liturgy is is what would be called low church. Um, when I was in North Carolina, I had to learn how to do high church liturgy because <clears throat> that was the type of worship that that congregation was used to. They didn't realize it, though. So I went back and I learned about the common service of 1888 to discover why do we do what we do and to discover why things were done the way they were in the green hymnal. Because as I mentioned earlier, when I went to seminary, they didn't teach us why we were doing it. They just taught us how to do it. Mm. So I would go through the motions of the green hymnal. Once you understand it, you realize, okay, things were kind of convoluted in the green hymnal. It should really be set up a different way. And not because a different way is, is um, better but because if you look at the green hymnal and, and the liturgy, if we were to do all of it, mm-hmm. it has this, God does something, you do something. God does something, you do something. God does something, you do something. And that is not Lutheran in an understanding of liturgy. The divine service is God does something and you respond with prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. God does something and you respond uh, with prayer, you respond with praise, you respond with thanksgiving, but you're not doing anything. And there's a misunderstanding of what liturgy is. Liturgy does not mean the work of the people. Uh, traditionally, the liturgy is about someone giving something to you and you responding in a passive, receiving manner. And the divine liturgy, the common service, which is back in the old red hymnal in Lutheran circles, and, and the hymnals previous, prior to the green hymnal, follows that, pat- <clears throat> follows that pattern. And these are the reforms that took place <coughs> during the Lutheran Reformation because the liturgy was about what the people were doing for God rather than what God is handing over or announcing. 
And so when I come to worship, there's something there's, I I'm looking for one thing to happen up to three times. If it happens once, good. If it happens twice, great. If it happens three times, I am just on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the preacher, whether it's through the liturgy, through the preaching, or through the sacrament, to hand over the goods, to just hand Jesus over to me, not based on a decision that I make or anything like that, but just say, your sins are forgiven. In the liturgy, this happens in what we call the brief order of confession and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. where the preacher just you are forgiven of your sins in Jesus' name and by his authority. In the sermon, the purpose of the sermon is to point to Christ for you, the listener. And they, we do this through preaching law and gospel properly distinguished but not separated. Okay, I'm using official language in case we have any friends from the Missouri Synod that are listening. Um, and then, there's a little joke. And then... Hi, uh, Bill. <laughs> and then in the sacrament, that is... Uh, kind of the height of the worship, it moves toward the Lord's Supper. That's Everything's moving there because that's where Jesus promises to be physically in such a way that you can grab a hold of them and know that your sins are forgiven. So you see how that works? It's announced, it's preached, and then it's handed over. Mm-hmm. And if you have all three of those, that that to me is is where worship happens. And outside of that, whether it's hymns or a modern worship, um, uh, modern worship songs, both of them impact me in different ways. I find the hymns to be very sacred. Um, and I, I like the meat and potatoes that come in a hymn. And the way we do them at Atonement, because we have such, uh, what does pa- Pastor Cross call it? We have a something of riches. We have an, 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 an abundance. An abundance. An, an, an embarrassment. An embarrassment. Of that's what it is. In that's musical is. talent, our. Um, Unless you attended atonement and you came from a different church, you would think, boy, this is a pretty, pretty modern contemporary or modern contemporary traditional service they have here. (laughs) But it's just, it's the, it's the worship that's happening from the worship leaders that allows everyone else to worship in the tradition service. Like you guys have no idea. Um, If anything, I would tighten up the tradition service to bring back a little bit more of the Kyrie and Mm -hmm. the Gloria, not all the time, but for seasons, along with things like the, um, the Sanctus and the Agnus Dei, uh, the, but we wouldn't use those terms so that a person who doesn't speak Latin can be like, oh, this is what we're doing. But it's those are certain musical liturgical pieces that have a flow in the worship service, um, and there's a reason for them. But if you don't, again, if you don't know the reason for them and you take them out or you mix around the liturgy, it doesn't make sense. Um, I like uh, the movement of our modern service. And I like the, the feel of it, the flow of it. If I was to do anything in that service, um, I would just add into it some small liturgical pieces on a more continuous basis. But frankly, the way we worship here, this is, this is how I like to worship, both traditions and modern. And I've, I've been in other services. I've been in other places in my time here. And there is just this, there's a spirit, the spirit, in the way that we worship here that is so freeing and focuses on the important stuff and, and doesn't focus so much on the, on the other stuff. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what the preacher is wearing and what the congregation is wearing is less important than what is being, than, than pointing to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, how the acolytes light the candles or not <laughs> is what is known as adiaphora. Uh, adiaphora. Adiaphora is a term that means it is neither commanded nor forbidden by God, and therefore it is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's just extra. And if any of the extra stuff points to Jesus, great. It's what we call tradition. But if the tradition becomes the bigger issue, then it should be put away. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, can you have a party without cake? You can. I mean, we call what kind of party meetings? are we talking about? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> and it's like, well... What's the point of cake at a party? It makes it makes the party more enjoyable. And come on, it's cake. But what if the entire purpose of a party was to eat cake? Isn't the point of the party to party with the host? Mm-hmm. To celebrate the one who's the reason I mean, for the party? I go to is because there's cake. <laughs> Whether you know who they are or not, yeah. it's like, damn cake, I'm in. Perfect. Um, that's tradition over 
relationship. Mm. And in worship, what we're doing is we're really, we're coming to a party. And it's the party that's hosted by Christ himself. Where he promises to be in his word proclaimed and his sacraments administered for the forgiveness of sins. And so as long as Christ is the center, any any of the traditions that help to lift that up is good. Mm -hmm. If it becomes a detriment, then those traditions need to be done away with. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Derek W. Did I dodge the question well enough? (laughs) You did. Very, very politician-like. Thank you very much. Next week, Derek's going to write and say, can you actually answer my question, please? (laughs) Remember that old... uh, And he can. Yep. That old Dana Carvey uh, uh, skit when he's playing George H.W. Bush, talking to his son, George W. Bush, who's played by um, Will Ferrell. He's like, just dance to the middle. Just dance to the middle. Be vague. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> Dance to the middle. <laughs> Love it. So good. We were talking about the church lady earlier this week. I know, Dana Carvey. I know. He's come up twice now. Yep. And he was confirmed Lutheran for anyone who was wondering. Based off that. true stories. Yeah. Church lady. That's yeah, true. They were. All right. Well, D- Derek W., thank you for the question. Uh, if anybody else would like to submit a question, you can do so. By going to atonement.live or atonementfargo.org or thatpodcast.net. You can ask those questions at any of those places. Uh, Derek. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Like and, like and subscribe. Hit the bell notification. Yeah. Yep. Do all that sort of thing. Hold on. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. If you have questions, please. Send them in. We'd love to answer them. We'd love the content, mm-hmm. quite I frankly. Because now you can actually see us. Yeah. yeah. Has can that I, helped I don't know or hindered our uh, view count? <laughs> too can I, can too I early offer, to tell. Can I offer something right at the end, just because I want to do this? Can I push some of the inappropriate buttons? Uh, while we're recording or after? Yes, while we're recording. I want to oh. see if you know what they are. Okay. That's, that's certainly a belch. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? That's, That's somebody the, giving the raspberry. Raspberry? Okay. Uh, oh, that's a firearm of some sort. All right. How about this one? It's firework. Firework. Yeah, it's I'd bottle, say that one's appropriate. Bottle, bottle rocket. Uh-oh. It's a whistle. It's a whistle. It's a whistle. And this one's just fun. That's it's like a, a zany a sound. Spring. That, yeah, that's a spring. that weird, like, wiggle sound. Well, now I can say I've used even the gross bodily function ones at least once. <laughs> And it, it's in the book. It only took it's in the can. how many episodes? What are we up to? Like 90? Was this our 100th episode? No, special not, 100th episode? not yet. Not yet. Uh, this should be number 90, though. Ooh, 90. 10 to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number 90. Yep. Well, what are you I would point, for your I would point out God has created all those sounds as a release valve for the human body and animal body. So it's <laughs> true. There you to, go. To otherwise, re- otherwise, you'd explode. Yep. To self regulate. <laughs> regulate. Yeah. yeah what are you going to do for your 100th episode? I don't know. I hope there's cake. If anybody has, <laughs> we brought it up. I'm just saying, shady maple donuts. He's going to oh. bring some back for us. Yeah. We're going to freeze them. It, well, if anybody has any suggestions, you can submit those to that <laughs> podcast.net yep. or atonement.live. <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like subscribe. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, we can. We have the capability to do this live. I don't know if we'll do that or not. But we've done live before. We just did live, uh, mm-hmm. well, as this comes out a couple of weeks ago yeah. when we did uh, FMSC. Those are the only two we, times we've done yeah. it live was for FMSC, for the telethon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it went off some of our best uh, stuff. That was very good. We even had, Sarah, we even had you there. I saw, I, I appreciated that <laughs> because the... The photo that was put up of me was from Arizona. So then I was like, oh, it's like I'm in Arizona again. You yeah. didn't, you didn't know warm. we had CGI potential, I did know. You? What's the, <laughs> the budget things for this? We it's can high do. end. It's high end. High so budget. Well, uh, what I'm hearing is we need to get a green screen. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll just. Well, yeah, we'll have to figure all this out. Yep. I don't know what the timing is. We'll figure it out. So uh, would anybody like to pray us out of here? You, you got been, it, Ryan. You've been gone for weeks. All right. I would make a comment on it, but I won't. <laughs> I have been here far too many times. Zing. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together and for, as always, being back together with that podcast group. And Lord, I thank you for all of the people out there listening that they are blessed by the message that we are sharing and overall by the message that you give us to share. And Lord, I just want to thank you for 
no matter the worship styles that we prefer, like that we have an awesome God that we get to worship and that you give us that ability. And no matter the style we worship in, I just pray that everything we do lifts you up. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. As we've been talking about worship services, we have some coming up on Sunday mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. We have our traditions and at 1030, we have our modern service. You can find those at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org or you can find them on the YouTubes with all of our past content, whether it's Revelation Bible Study or that podcast or uh, uh, all sorts of things that we have there. You can find them on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. So for Sarah D. Young, Dana Mashevsky, and Pastor DJ Lura, I'm Ryan Janke. Join us next time for another riveting episode of that podcast. <laughs>